Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. All right, you guys are in for a treat today because we have the infamous Ellie Richter on the podcast today. She is a 6'3 splenic manifester and creator of subconscious integrative therapy. She works with people all over the world on making peace with the past, living more fully in the present, and taking empowered actions towards their future. She combines somatic practices, embodiment practices, spiritual practices, human design, and Psych K to help her clients reach their goals in health, relationship, and or career. With 25 years of experience, she's living her true calling and is on a mission to revolutionize the mental health, wellness, and personal development space by integrating subconscious change, especially trauma. On this podcast episode today, you are going to hear us actually pretty much go through a session with me as I discovered some things on this podcast with Ellie that I was not aware of within myself, which is really neat because we actually got to see this whole subconscious process come to the surface and come to the light through real life conversation and dialogue. So stick with us because this episode really takes an unexpected turn and I think brings a lot of light and a lot of wisdom to emotions, understanding emotions, understanding the subconscious and the um, power of simplicity when it comes to healing and change. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to have Ellie Richter here with us today. Another fellow manifester, but a splenic 6-3 So. Al, thanks for being here with me. I'm so excited to be here. One of my favorite topics that we're going to talk about too. So my name is Ellie and I'm originally from Germany and I'm a subconscious integrative therapist and coach and I help people to shift their beliefs so that they can live life fully basically and heal from the effects of trauma and limiting beliefs in their brains, their nervous system, their bodies and their behaviors. Love it. What a beautiful and uh, powerful, powerful work that you're doing. And I'm excited because you and I had the opportunity to hang out live in person for the first time, although I think we've probably known each other probably close to two years at this point. And um, I was on my way back from Hawaii. I stopped in San Diego to hang out with Ellie for a couple of days. And I feel like I expanded so much just from that little bit of time together and hanging out and talking and jamming out and um, I know that people are going to get a lot from this conversation today. So I'm excited to to dive into subconscious reprogramming. Same. And thank you. Yeah. I love the way that you ask questions and that you're curious. You have such a gift with that. So 
Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you. So one of the things that I'm going to give a little bit of background, obviously Ellie has been on the podcast before. So some of you may have heard her on a previous episode from last year. Uh, But I brought this conversation up when I was in San Diego and we were talking about, I was saying how um, I'm, I'm an, I'm emotional authority and, uh, in human design. And so that's for those who don't know, obviously like I'm rolling on, I have to take time to make my decisions and, and, um, feel through my emotions. And so one of the things Ellie and I've talked a lot about subconscious reprogramming, I've actually had the opportunity to do psych K with her, which if you haven't done psych K and you're interested in subconscious reprogramming, I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes so you can check it out and learn more. Um, And we'll obviously talk about it today too. But one of the things I've always struggled with is like, if I go to a conference and people are talking about the subconscious mind and shifting the subconscious mind, one of the really big things is I often hear people skipping over emotions and emotions are something that I experience. I've had a lot of experience around emotion. And so I've in my lifetime tried to ignore emotion or stop feeling emotion and change my thoughts But then it's like, it always comes back to this piece of, well, what do I do with emotional energy? And is it wrong? Is it right? Like, what's the deal with emotions? So um, Ellie, I would love it if you could share a little bit about, or a lot of bit about how you view emotions and like, and, and beliefs and how they sort of go together. Yeah, I love this so much because there is some misunderstanding. So let me back way up, okay? So we we have thoughts and we have beliefs and they're not the same. So beliefs is our subconscious. 95 to 99% of our entire consciousness is made of beliefs and they happen below our level of awareness. And the subconscious mind actually Uh, regulates our physiology. So our nervous system, our emotions, our uh, digestive system, our muscle contraction is all governed by the subconscious mind. So our feelings, our emotions is energy in motion. That is a reaction and a direct response to what's going on in our subconscious, not our thoughts, but our subconscious. So the the thoughts is the one to 5% that make our conscious mind. And so when we have emotions in the moment of that experience, they're very real. And they're, you know, that's what you're feeling in your body. That's really real. There's no point in the wave of an emotion to try to change your thoughts because your thoughts are conscious level. And by trying to change your thoughts without actually changing your subconscious, it's actually creating more conflict and then an element of shame around the emotional experience. It's called spiritual bypassing or intellectual bypassing. So a lot of people have been teaching and thinking and understanding, including myself, for many years, oh, if you have an emotion, just change your thoughts. And it's not 100% wrong and it's not 100% right. So what you really, (laughs) what's really going on is if you have an emotion, you want to first validate that. And always feel it first. Now, if you have psyche, 
as a tool and you're trained in Psyche, you can use Psyche right then and there. Or if you have a facilitator, you can also call your facilitator. However, most of us don't. So what the next best gentlest choice would be is to meet yourself in that emotion with what I call the body scan. We can go over that in a moment, but it's a tool to help support yourself while you're having this very real experience. So feelings are always true and real. The belief and the perception that caused the feeling may not be true and real. So that's where it gets tricky, right? So the subconscious perception and belief that's driving the emotion may not be true. However, your feeling and your emotional experience in your body is very real and very true and needs to always be validated. All right. So you just said a lot of things and I want to parse them out so that we can get a really nice model going here. So there were three main words that I heard, which is number one, thoughts, which sounds like conscious, beliefs, which is subconscious, and then emotions, which is somewhere it sounds like in, it almost sounds to me like emotions are the language between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind to go, hey, something's happening here. And the reason I'm processing it this way, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, is because oftentimes my emotion alerts me to the fact that I'm thinking something and that that a belief is coming up. So, and I almost, the way I'm processing it is like there's an interplay between the three. So as an example, um, let's say I'm sitting at the coffee shop and I'm watching, I'm like deep in my day. I'm watching videos. I'm thinking about things. I'm on a certain track of mind. And then a friend comes in and greets me and sits down with me at the coffee shop. And I get a weird feeling in my body. And this is maybe not a feeling that I've had before with the friend. Then immediately I'm going, okay, what's actually coming up beneath the surface for me? Because the thought I might have is, so let's say the feeling is like a feeling of, um, like disappointment or sad, let's say sadness, like a deep sense of sadness comes over me, but that's not a normal reaction that I have to this person. Then it makes me stop. And then I have a thought like, oh, this person doesn't care about me or like, like some kind of conscious thought comes up, but it's actually like, there's probably something deeper that's going on beneath it. That's a belief, but I'm immediately ident subconscious belief. I'm immediately identifying with emotion and the thought that's coming in my mind. And that thought's probably not true, but it's stemming from something deeper. And maybe it's because I was just watching videos around, I don't know, friendships or somebody not getting along with somebody else, or I'm seeing people fighting on Facebook or Instagram. And there might be like a deep subconscious belief from a childhood that's like, oh my gosh, I remember a time when my friends turned on me and now, the, and then it's, oh my, it's not safe for me to be close with anyone. And then it's like, but it was the emotion and the thought that I recognized first, but I might be missing the deeper experience that's going on. So I'm going to let you 
share your thoughts on that. But that's kind of the model that's coming to me is like emotions and thoughts. Emotions almost alert me to the fact that something's happening on a deeper level for me personally. Mm-hmm. I love that. That And I, I think the truth is always simple. So my perspective on this is that emotions as a, are the physiological response to our beliefs and our subconscious mm-hmm. programs. 70% of our programs are not supportive of a happy, joyful, peaceful, calm life. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and you hit the nail on the head. I like to say to my clients and, and, and you know, anybody that wants to explore this, that we're never really upset about what we think we are. So emotions are the physiological response to our beliefs and perceptions. And most of our beliefs and perceptions are limited based in past experience and trauma and based on beliefs like people don't care about me. And then if you have for a moment, so this is where it gets tricky and why we really never want to analyze our feelings. And even that deep dive and even the idea that we need to look deeper in the moment of the feeling is almost unkind, you know, because then you're going dumpster diving versus being present, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, so, so for example, let's say when you were seven or, or six or five or 10, uh, something happened that had an emotional charge and the sky was blue while that happened. And it was smelled like Jasmine and birds were chirping and a certain song was on and your mom was making apple pie and your aunt was there and your brother was there and your aunt has blue eyes and blonde hair, and your brother has brown eyes and brown hair, then all of these details of that event become associated with an emotional charge. Because the subconscious mind is like a recording device and records every single detail of an experience that's emotionally charged. So then every time that you see someone with blonde hair and blue eyes, or that that certain song is playing, or that the birds are chirping, or that you're watching an experience that's similar to what you experienced there, you may have a wave of a feeling and you may have no conscious awareness of where that's coming from. And here's also the kicker. It doesn't matter because what matters is that you are having an emotional experience and that's always okay. And that's always real for you in the moment. So typically What's, what is to me the most kindest choice is to be present, to let yourself know it's okay, I'm here now, it's okay for me to feel sad, and then to make a choice, what do I need right now? It could have also been in your case that you were really engaged in your process, and you really wanted to stay undisturbed, and then somebody disturbed your process, and part of you is feeling sad that you're not that you don't get to do what you really wanted to do. That could also be, you know, there can be a million things. And so emotions are a natural part of the human experience. The day-to-day emotions we're feeling are usually based on this. I like to call it this backpack that we're carrying. So every time we have an emotional experience and we're not fully feeling it, and we're just kind of shoving it to the side, like, I shouldn't be feeling this. I don't have time. This is not right to feel. And I shouldn't be feeling this. It doesn't, it goes somewhere. And I, I imagine Mm -hmm. like shove it like behind us in this emotional backpack, the body keeps score, but what actually keeps score is the subconscious. So every time we don't allow ourselves to feel a feeling and we resist it with analysis, 
shame, judgment, or criticism, we are telling ourselves and retelling ourselves again based on the subconscious program that we shouldn't have emotions. So then I would be curious, what's your subconscious program around your emotions? What's this resistance that you're experiencing every time you have feelings and this need for you to figure it out? That's just a program that's running, probably based on the belief it's not safe for me to feel all my feelings or it's not okay for me to feel feelings. So when you get really curious about what programs are active, most people have a subconscious program around emotions that is not really supportive of us just having the experience without resistance. And what is resistance? Judgment, analysis, fear, shame. Uh, those are, that's resistance. So imagine yourself sitting in the cafe, your friend comes in and you're feeling sad and you're just letting yourself and not asking, why am I feeling this way? <laughs> but just mm -hmm. allowing and then afterwards, and this is what's also so cool, afterwards, we usually get some insight. You know, we usually have, the insight comes natural once you meet yourself with love, once you meet yourself with compassion. So it may sound a little complicated, but trying to dig into our thoughts and beliefs while we're in the emotional experience actually creates more resistance. And then the emotional experience takes over triggers if it's really triggering an active trauma it takes over so much that we're just then sitting in an active trauma loop and then you're like well then I feel all kinds of feelings and I'm out of control well we're not we're not out of control we're in control of how we feel and where we direct our thought and the kindest things the kindest thing we can do when we're feeling an emotion that's uncomfortable is to direct our focus to the thought, it's okay for me to feel this, and I'm here now. And I love myself for feeling this. The, we want to meet ourselves every single time. And that can be something that actually has to be subconsciously shifted. For me, I grew up with beliefs that feelings are silly and stupid and not an important part of life. And that whenever I had emotions that I was bad. So I had to actually reprogram my thoughts and my mindset around my emotional experience so that I could just allow myself to actually do what we're talking about. And my, my judgment is that most of us on some level need that because most of us did not grow up with uh, being met with compassion and that it's okay because most of our parents has, have never been met so we've been unconsciously passing this program on to the next generation over and over and over and then I imagine especially with emotional authority <laughs> I, I actually can't imagine because I don't have it but the kind of blocks and you know and then we're looking for all these hacks to figure out how to make it when really to me it really always very simple comes down to well if you are having like if it feels complicated for you to feel your feelings there must be a program so to recap and keep it really simple emotions are the physiological response to what's going on in our subconscious and then our conscious mind can register we're in a belief system that isn't true we're in a belief system that's not supportive However, in the moment of the emotional wave, in the moment of the emotional charge, 
that's not the time to figure that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that's just the time to feel and to support yourself and to regulate your nervous system. Um, that would be what I would suggest. And so I would be curious just to explore your subconscious programs around your own emotions. And mm-hmm. like, would you like to be able to just to feel it and not have to spend so much mental energy on figuring out what it is and even this like belief that it has to be deep you know ultimately yeah we can't figure that shit out when we're in the middle of it you know and so that's and maybe you can because if you spend a lot of time with self-awareness you can probably get there but does it actually help you to feel better and that's just it it doesn't you know Mm -hmm. it's just more resistance more complication and that means we're still in a belief system that isn't true so i'm laughing and smiling as i'm saying this but i spent probably the last 20 years really uh thinking a whole lot about this trying literally every hack you can imagine and what it came down to was i had a lot of subconscious limiting beliefs and trauma that was A, in my backpack, unprocessed, that spilled over every single time I had just a normal day-to-day emotion. So instead of just feeling the emotion relative to what was happening in my life, I was feeling everything that wasn't processed <laughs> and that mm-hmm. spilled in, it was kind of disproportionate to what was happening. I had a lot of open triggers, basically. And on top of having a lot of open traumas that were able to be triggered, I also had a lot of limiting beliefs about my ability to just feel my feelings. Yeah. I have so many thoughts about what you just said. Yeah. And I really, this is such good conversation. Um, I think you nailed it. At least I can speak for myself. And I, I wonder how many people would identify with what you spoke to around the belief of it's not safe to feel what I feel. And so um, I wrote down a few things that you said. First off, I love that definition. Emotions are physiological responses to our beliefs and perceptions. Now, here's where it comes in for me, because the thought that comes into my mind and the way that I've processed it is, okay, so then as I explained earlier, I think this is a really cool, we're almost like we're uncovering something as we go, right? So I'm going emotions are data and therefore I can take that data and change what's in the computer underneath. However, in the moment, yeah. So like I'm using it as that, like, okay, something's coming up Mm -hmm. instead of just going, I feel something and I might not know why I feel it, but it's okay that I feel it. And it's okay because there's a difference to me between, I was talking to a friend. I saw this, this, um, teacher on on uh youtube like a somebody who's popular and i said i just get this really weird feeling in my heart it like something doesn't feel right with this person that to me is very different than the feeling i feel like as if again maybe i feel sadness when someone walks in that to me feels like an emotional uh one feels emotional one feels instinctual if that makes sense, right? Like one feels like my system going, something doesn't feel safe here to me. 
Maybe it's a belief system. Maybe it's that I'm sensing something strange going on with this human being behind the scenes. I don't know, but that feels very different to me than I'm struck with sadness when I see this person and I don't know why. And I really love that you pointed out core in the root, which shows, at least for me, I don't feel safe to feel my feelings. And what was really interesting, what I wrote down, I'm not off the boat Italian, but I grew up in a family with all people who came here off the boat from Italy, including my mom. And immediately what just came to me, this is going to make me cry a little bit. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Do you want to share on anything while I process these tears? (laughs) Why don't I'm you just crying on my own podcast? I love it. <laughs> it's okay to feel that. What's coming up? Yeah. It's that it doesn't feel safe because I'm immediately going back to what's coming into my mind is going back to how passionate Italians are and being young and seeing emotions start to come up and knowing there was going to be a fight or this or that. And then as a child trying to like tap dance to make everybody happy so that that didn't happen. Right. So there's immediately when you were talking and you were talking about coming from a German family, emotions are silly and stupid and all of this kind of stuff. Immediately what comes to my mind is emotions aren't safe. Because to feel them and to express them and to experience them, what's immediately coming to my mind, the story that's coming up is like, then something bad can happen. I hear you. And doesn't that story feel really, really sad and disappointing? Yeah. And scary and frustrating. So that story cannot be the truth because the truth feels expansive. The truth feels safe. So that signals you, you're in a belief system that's not true. And now you get, you get a chance to feel this and be like, whoa, and to ask yourself, what do I want instead? So if we were to be in a psyche session right now, you'd probably say, I want to know and believe that it's safe for me to feel all my feelings. And then we would go ahead and change that belief. And then you have a chance to change your experience. You basically have a full-blown trauma response to your feelings yeah oh well that's deep I I didn't (laughs) I didn't realize you were gonna come on here we were gonna (laughs) make up my own beliefs around emotions but it's really um I think it's also just really powerful to see feel know and experience someone else who can hold that space And that like, this is why I feel like it's so important to work with practitioners in these areas, because I can only see what I can see versus somebody like you who can see a full spectrum beyond what I can possibly see, feel, know from my own personal experience. So it's really neat that, again, you're able to hold that space and bring those different perspectives for the clients that you work with. Well, you make it very easy and you're so honest and vulnerable. So thank you for your courage to feel your feelings 
and to share what's coming up and to be willing to under entertain and also take responsibility for the fact that our feelings are always coming from within. And I also want to circle back to the difference that you mentioned between instinct and feeling, you know, so we have emotions that come from within that are the physiological response to our beliefs and perceptions. Then we have emotions that we're picking up from other people that happens more for open solar plexus undefined people that we feel other people's feelings. But you can also pick up other people's thoughts and have an emotional reaction to that. So it's always very mm. interesting. It, it can get a little like more complex if you if you want to dive there. I just think that if we don't overly focus on emotions as a pathology and more as something that's natural and normal and a beautiful thing. And the reason we chose to be here in this incarnation in human form, we chose, our spirit chose to come here to experience what emotions feel like. Because as we allow ourselves to feel the uncomfortable, we also allow ourselves to feel the desired, you know? And so that's, that's that. And then we have the whole topic of instinct. And for some people, your instincts will also be in an emotional kinesthetic way. For me, it's more of an inner knowing where I feel that splenic hit of like, ooh, spidey sense, something is off here. And again, that may just be my reaction to my judgment or because I'm not ready to hear whatever that person has to say. And even that doesn't matter. So I, I like to practice for me personally, uh, the... I'd like to keep it really simple because I spent my life making it complicated <laughs> and then just be like, totally, whatever I'm feeling is okay. And mm -hmm. I love the Pema Chodron quote, you are the sky and everything else is the weather. So if mm -hmm. the weather comes and goes and comes and goes, and we can definitely spend time yelling at the weather, wishing it to go away, analyzing why it's there, judging it, giving it all our energy, or we can just let it be, meet ourselves with love, you know, and continue to live our lives. So we don't want to victimize ourselves over our emotions. And at the same time, we also don't want to just bypass them. So the golden middle for everyone is going to be defined on your past experiences and what you really want. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do that. I just mm. think that a uh, this is my perspective about emotions and what, what we can do to empower ourselves. So as a solution, one is to really unpack un unprocessed emotions by, by doing subconscious change around trauma that allows your nervous system to relax and your body to release the stuck energy. And then the other thing is shifting your belief system to support you being able to feel your feelings naturally and safely. And then practice putting that into action, practicing really just letting yourself feel, practicing on a day-to-day, -day, being honest with yourself, how you feel, communicating if necessary, and so that you reach a whole new normal um, as far as your emotions go, so that they can, take, they can take the necessary space, not too much, not too little, whatever that looks like for you, you know? Ellie, I think I'm going to cry for like an hour after this <laughs> podcast today. It's crazy. Um, it's beautiful though. And so what I want to, I would, I'd love to have you share because 
this is really powerful is your process with the body scan and how we can actually use and empower something's coming up. Yeah. So the body scan I developed with a colleague uh, a few years back based on my own many years of experimenting with certain spiritual truth, psychological truth, and the body scan is appropriate only when our nervous system is already calmer. So when your nervous system is in fight, flight, free, freeze, flooding, fawning, or fatigue, that's when you first want to attend the nervous system. Meaning when you're really dysregulated and in a super activated state, it can feel impossible to do the body scan. So that's why the first step of the body scan is about nervous system regulation. So there's four steps to it. The first step is getting yourself calm and centered. And depending on the state of your nervous system, you may want to spend a little bit more time with that first step. So I'm just going to like walk us through that first step and do it a little bit more indulgent with the assumption that your nervous system might be a little activated because most people are generally speaking in an overactivated state and have a hard time even sitting still with the emotions that they're feeling. Most people have a hard time meditating, a hard time sitting still. So I'm just going to like assume that we're all kind of there a little bit activated. Does that sound good? Okay. So one of the things we can do to help our nervous system downshift is using our breath. There, is, uh, there are receptors at the lower lobes of our lungs that when we breathe into these receptors by directing our breath to the lower lobes of our lungs, they help our nervous system to get the signal we're safe. And then our nervous system switches from what's called sympathetic state to parasympathetic state. So sympathetic state is when we're like in a fight, flight, freeze response. Parasympathetic is when we're back and rest and digest. And then it's easier to actually feel and process emotions. So using our breath can be really, really, really helpful. And as I'm explaining this, you can already start to breathe in through the nose and breathe out through the mouth or nose a little bit longer and really starting to direct the breath all the way down into your belly softening the navel, softening the muscles around the genitals. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> mm -hmm. We all have them. Yeah. Well, this, right? <laughs> I'm going to do this as you say it. So I'm exactly. going to get in the zone. Yeah. So as you're listening, we tend to clench the navel and the perineum, the muscles around the genitals when we're in an activated state. So melting that is the first good step. And then really directing the breath all the way down into the belly as if you're inhaling and feeling your belly expanding like a soccer ball. And then exhaling, feeling your belly deflating. Letting the exhale be just a little bit longer than your inhale. It can be very helpful to find that stillness and regulation in the nervous system to add counting your breath to this. So see if you can count your inhale maybe the count of four or six and then count your exhale and make it about two or four counts longer than your inhale. So if you're inhaling for four counts, see if you can exhale for about six or eight. Are you noticing your nervous system downshifting a little bit? Definitely. Nice. 
Okay, cool. Now, I'm just going to mention another technique that can be really helpful, and it's the four, seven, eight breath. So this is where we add a little bit of a breath hold. So you inhale for the count of four, and then you hold your breath in for the count of seven. And as you're holding your breath in, see if you can relax your whole body. And then you breathe out for the count of eight. And as you're doing that, consciously decide to relax your body, your navel, your perineum. And just notice the effects in your body, breathing in for four, holding for seven, and then breathing out for eight. What are you noticing, Jess? Are you noticing a downshift in your nervous system? I am. I'm also noticing, um, I can feel, it feels like uh, there's tingling out to my fingertips. Almost feels like there's like more oxygen coming to my whole body. Yes, beautiful. So now imagine if you, if we all were to start with that. And now if you're already find yourself in a regulated state or more regulated state and just are checking in with your emotions throughout your day, you can also just take three cleansing breath. So depending on where you are, when you come to the body scan, if you are in a heightened state, I would start with a breath technique, either like deep diaphragmatic breath into the belly or the four, seven, eight breath. Or if you're just kind of checking in with, hey, how am I feeling? What am I needing? Um, then just three clearing breaths to get centered and to get present. Okay, so that was the first step. Now, the second step is collecting the data of your energy in motion, your emotion. Now, for all human beings across the board, Italian, German, China, everywhere, <laughs> the emotions always show up in the same places in our body. So head, neck, and shoulders is always where frustration and anger comes in. This is, and this is hard for people sometimes to make the switch because again, we're so conditioned to explain away everything from a place of logic. So allow yourself to just be open and curious and entertain this for a second. So any physiological feedback in your head, neck, and shoulders, like a headache, or tightness in your jaw, or twitching in the eye, or a stiff neck, or tension in the shoulders is signaling you frustration. Yeah, we're usually mm -hmm. frustrated when we need to speak our truth or when a boundary is crossed. So, um, and it doesn't really matter because we're just collecting the data. So let's say like I have a light headache right now, so I can, I can register, I feel frustrated. And it's not about you. It's not about anything I'm doing right now. It's something probably that happened earlier. And it doesn't matter because right now I just want to be here for myself and let myself know it's okay, you know? And then if you check in with your chest, middle, back, and you're noticing any physiological feedback there that's not 100% expanded, that could be like a tightness in your chest or like that throbbing chronic pain that we have between the shoulder blades, or just kind of any kind of physical feedback in chest, middle, back, that's sadness and disappointment. And anytime you don't feel completely expanded in your belly, lower back, 
that would signal fear, shame, or guilt. So what we do in step two of the body scan is simply collecting data and asking ourselves, am I feeling 100% expanded in this area or do I feel contracted? And if you're feeling contracted and you know there's either frustration, sadness, disappointment, or fear, shame, guilt, or all the above. So we can feel multiple feelings at once. If you're feeling expanded somewhere, that's also a feeling that would be joy or peace or happiness. But usually we focus on the more challenging emotions because that's what we need to hold space for. So in step two, you also want to breathe out the need to analyze, judge, fix, save, do anything. So you're literally just taking 10 seconds to register what emotions are present. Okay. And you breathe out the need to analyze. So go ahead and just register what's present for you right now. I feel... What's present for you? It's definitely sadness, grief. Mm -hmm. Okay. So even grief, and, I, and again, I'm German, so I'm like pretty particular. Grief is like a label, right? <laughs> grief is a label that kind of has a lot of emotions. So then if you keep it simple, is it sadness, disappointment, or both? More sadness than disappointment. I think I feel that more. Okay, beautiful awareness. So now you collected the data. So now in step three, you want to reparent yourself. You want to meet yourself like your own best friend, like with so much love and compassion. And this is mostly new because most people <laughs> have been brought up in the paradigm of not and being our worst critic. And that when we are met with emotions, we usually parent ourselves the way that we grew up. So now you want to reparent yourself. So the first thing I invite you to do is place your hand over your heart and silently let yourself know, I'm here now. I'm never going anywhere ever again. And breathe into that. So if you had a, if you had your inner child next to you or you had a child, you would let your child know I'm here now. I'm not going anywhere. So the child knows it's supported, it's safe. The next thing I invite you to say to yourself is it's okay for me to feel sad and breathe into that. Because again, we usually heard messages of the contrary or at some level have beliefs of the contrary. And then the last thing I invite you to say to yourself is, even though I feel sad, I love myself exactly as I am. I love myself for feeling sad. Because most of us also grew up with the belief if we have feelings, especially frustration, that love gets taken away. So we want to reparent ourselves to know it's okay. And of course, we're still loved no matter how we feel. And next, Jess, let all those narratives gently fade into the background 
and bring 100% of your present moment awareness just on the sensation in your chest. And with curiosity, just rest your awareness there. Breathe out any need to have a story attached to it and just stay present with the sensation in your body. And then witness and feel free to comment out loud. Is the sensation getting bigger, smaller, or is it moving somewhere else? It feels like it's getting smaller, but it also I get an image of it like moving up and out through my throat. Great. Then keep following all of that and without analysis, without needing to know why. Just observe that sensation, follow it like a flashlight and feel free to continue to comment on what you're noticing. I definitely feel lighter in my chest. There's definitely um, kind of like images popping into my awareness. Um, but if I just continue to follow the feeling, it feels like it comes up and out of like my third eye moves out of my head. And keep following that until you feel a hundred percent expanded everywhere. And just stay present with the sensation. Is it getting bigger, smaller, or moving somewhere else? It feels like it's much smaller and definitely like, um, yeah, it feels much smaller. Beautiful. Now, for the sake of our podcast, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it takes about 90 seconds. Scientists have discovered that when we don't resist, analyze, shame, or judge an emotion, takes about 90 seconds to move through and I don't I didn't keep the time but wouldn't you say that went pretty quickly when you just met yourself with love and then dropped into the actual feeling of it that it it just kind of the wave kind of went on its own and that's the idea that we don't have to do anything to make the wave go away that when we actually sit with the feeling it returns to joy our natural state is joy and peace, like a cork swimming on the water. And then something happens, a belief or an event, and the cork gets pulled underwater. And then we don't really have to analyze why we're underwater. That actually gets us further down underwater. What we need to do is be present and let go. And then mm -hmm. we bop just like a cork naturally back up to the surface of the water. A dear friend's mom used to say, when, when you sit with something long enough, it returns to joy. So you were just able to do that. And it was probably a minute or two of you just loving yourself, being present with the sensation in your body that allowed that wave to naturally pass through you. 
Now, later, when you revisit the topic and this, this beautiful breakthrough that you had of like, holy shit, I just realized my generational trauma and conditioning, blah, 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 you may have another wave of it, you know? So what we focus on expands, um, you know? So what, when mm-hmm. it, if you focus back on that topic, there'll be another wave of that topic until you shift your subconscious and then you can't re-trigger that topic because it's moved out, you know? Mm. So that's the idea. And so we, we want to do both. We want to do this feel better in the moment tool of meeting yourself in your emotions. And then the get better tool of using subconscious change with psyche to help yourself overall to, you know, have different emotions generally. You know, I used to generally feel mostly melancholic that was my emotional set point now generally I feel mostly joyful that's my new set point so and I don't have to work hard at it whereas I used to work really hard at it because my program my beliefs my perceptions set me up to naturally feel more melancholic now I feel naturally more joyful because I have released a lot of the beliefs that kept me kept me in feeling sad all the time you know so it's a gradual process it doesn't actually take all that long so a lot of people have the belief that this takes a really long time in a lifetime that's another limiting belief you know so Mm. it's kind of like really incredible spiritual surgery the latest technology very very empowering it can seem very complicated, but the truth is always simple. And if something feels off, it's because we're in a belief system that isn't true. So how was that experience like for you? What, what's your takeaway? I have 1000 takeaways from that. The first <laughs> one is it's really um, my, I think my emotional cup was a little bit full today and I didn't realize that there were some um, this morning, stressful memories that came up and I was like, Ooh, I don't want to feel this. I told the story of it, but I didn't feel the feeling of it and just let it come up. So what's, what's coming into my mind, just in a little bit of reflection, because the difference, here's the, the difference I'm experiencing in this moment. I thought the stressful experience came up. This is from like three, four years ago. It came up and then I capped it with like, I don't want that to happen again and shared the story of what happened and was like, I want to avoid that happening again. And what came as I was breathing and feeling was just feel the sadness. And in feeling it, I'm like, oh, I've been avoiding feeling that for four years. And I actually, the, the word that comes to me and, you know, I'm thinking about human design and your pearl sequence and all the things right now is I'm like, I feel like I've come into a space of acceptance of just 30, 90 seconds of allowing myself to feel that. I'm like, okay, that was a blip in time. I felt the feelings. I don't need to hold on to the story or the fear around it. And, um, I felt as a kid, I used to have um, experience like crippling anxiety and an elephant on my chest and all that. Um, and so that was actually what I was feeling at the beginning of the body scan was intense, like 
I felt like an elephant was on my chest. So that was really powerful. How cool for you to give a demo accidentally, not where where I expected this conversation to go, but I thank you because that was really powerful. And um, I'm really excited for people to listen to this and have their own experience. But overall, the word that's coming to my mind is just simplicity. And I love how you make this so simple. And I'm thinking about, I'm just thinking about in my mind how it can be easy to want to have, we've talked about this, a large experience to get rid of what feels like a large feeling. So as an example, I might say to myself, I can't get past this experience from four years ago. And I'm not saying one thing is good or bad or whatever, because it feels big in my nervous system, I need to go and do ayahuasca in Peru or to, you know what I mean? Do something big to match the magnitude of how this feels to me. And I feel like in 30 seconds, 90 seconds, couple minutes, I'm like, oh, just because it feels big doesn't mean that it needs a big hammer to get through it. Yeah. Just needs a big space holder is what you gave me. Right. So it's really, really powerful. Well, you just did. uh, I love that you shared that. And there's one more step to the body scan that I don't want to forget. So let me loop back around to that in a second. And what I just heard you say is an awareness that I think is so powerful. When we're in an emotional experience, we think that the solution has to match the bigness. And that's a big key that keeps people in a fear of emotions. And that's where we come back to the truth is always simple. And when we have different program, when you change your program about emotions, that'll also be different. So at some point soon, I invite you to shift the belief underneath it, because then that'll make the whole experience even more doable for you. You know, this, this tool we did without you having shifted the program. So it can still feel pretty, pretty big, you know? So the last step of the body scan is checking in with your needs. So usually when we do this, another way of saying this whole thing is inner child work. So when we're doing this and we're sitting with our inner child, which is the part of us that has the emotions really, which is your subconscious, um, there's an unmet need. So now you wanna support yourself in the way that you may have not been supported before. So ask yourself, what do I need right now to feel supported by myself? And that might be eating something, drinking something, taking a shower, taking a nap, journaling. It might be a more like, I I like to call them adulty need, like setting a boundary, booking a psyche session or uh, communicating something, you know? So what happened for you three or four years ago is an open trauma loop that you could also work with with Psyche and transform so that it doesn't get re-triggerable, you know? So again, you have all the tools and it's just kind of like getting to know yourself and resourcing yourself and realizing, oh, now I can use the subconscious change tool with that event that I became aware of that actually hurts underneath. And I can do a quick Psyche process to help myself actually fully close that because then you don't have to sit in the feeling for a really long time. Then the feeling actually processes because that feeling that you have is the physiological response to what happened three to four years ago. 
And once you close that event with subconscious change, the feeling goes away naturally. Mm. And then you don't have to sit in it, you know? So it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and, and I've been using Psyche with myself for the last five years. So it's, it's much easier for me to say all of this now than say five years ago or four years ago, you know? So I understand that it may seem still complicated when you're still in the old belief system, you know, but it's only because the old belief system creates that perspective. So four steps, regulating the nervous system, getting present with breathing, downshifting nervous system. Second step, collecting the data, releasing any need to analyze. Third is actually feeling the wave or feeling the feeling until it gets small enough for you to be able to either move on with it you know, like the headache, you know, I did body scans and it didn't make my headache necessarily go away. So then I go to this four step, what do I need right now? And it's just needing a break. So at some point after my next session, I'm going to take a nice break, take an, probably like a bath or a nap and just give that break. So my body can like release the, release it, you know? And so sometimes uh, it, it manifests physically as pain, that happens for me a lot. That's an old residue and, and I'm still working on my body responding differently and other things, but that's for another time. But ultimately it's not necessarily this third step for it to go. We're not always able to make it go away completely because just like in your example, you discovered the underneath and then yeah. you have the fourth step to be like, well, what do I need with this? What do I need to do? What can I do to feel supported? And the kindest thing, if you don't have psyche, would be to go off, take a shower and move on with your day and basically be like, I'm not going to readdress this now because then I know the whole rest of my day will be spent in that emotion now, unless you want to do that. Or maybe you're like, you know what, I want to spend my day today get, getting some things done or having fun or whatever. That's not an avoidant, that's supporting yourself in the most gentlest way you felt the feeling you discovered what's underneath you recognize oh there's an open wound i can address this right away or i can address this at some other time whatever feels most kindest and supportive and gentlest to you in the more in the moment and you get to decide that yeah i know you have to go and do a session i want to say one quick thing and then i want you to share how people can connect with you and that's that is that what I noticed happened in my mind, I think when we were somewhere around step two, <laughs> somewhere between two and three, and you were like, don't analyze it. And I felt myself breathing and feeling and what kept rising in my mind is all of the relationships that I've attracted in my life that have reinforced the belief of it's not safe to feel your feelings. But what I realized as well was as that was coming up, I was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, just feel it. And so it was interesting to notice how quickly my mind automatically goes to think about or analyze. I mean, it was kind of just bubbling in my awareness, but it, it it's almost like a way to bypass the feeling. So it was good to just keep dropping back in and go, my focus is to just feel and not to think, analyze, et cetera. And then, um, yeah. How can people connect with you and find you and work with you? 
Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. What you became aware of is the unconscious. And that's often what happens when we sit and get quiet. We actually can become aware of our subconscious programs. So you became aware of your program. And that's when you're using this tool, that's what's going to happen. You become aware of your programs. And I want to tell people, you can change these programs that are underneath it, you know? And then this is going to be a whole new paradigm shift, a whole new muscle to exercise. And you can connect with me easily over Instagram or my website, ellierichter.com. My Instagram handle is ellierichter. It's the only social platform I'm kind of on. And then uh, you can email me, ellie at ellierichter.com or set up a conversation with me via my website, ellierichter.com. Um, and so much change is possible. So much empowerment is possible. And when you can navigate your emotions, it's like a real superpower, you know, because it does take away a lot of energy, energy that we could spend on all the things we want to do. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it used to like all of this used to take up probably 70% of my life. So I feel so grateful to not be in that anymore. And so grateful to be able to share these tools for those that want to. So grateful to you for your vulnerability and your courage and for allowing this conversation. I'm so excited to share this with people. Um, it kind of, you have a gift of bringing things out of me that if I just sit down and record this on my own, it would have probably not been in this awesome way. So thank you so much. And I'm so grateful for your gifts and your fucking awesome sauce. So thank you. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And if you want to work with me, you can easily contact me and, and um, it's, it's so much is possible. You know, it, if yeah. it, it really, we have technologies available and understandings available now that blow my mind every single day. So thank you, my love. Oh my gosh much for coming on i love it it says that we have like a stellar stupendous friendship so i feel like that has something to do <laughs> whatever your stars and my stars do together i think um the feeling is much very mutual and i i want people to know here too like you the what you cover is really vast in what you're able to help people with whether it goes like people struggling with weight or relationship issues or performance issues at work or whatever like it's not just emotions like you cover so many things with the work that you do so if you're curious go and connect with Ellie you also are exceptionally intuitive because there's multiple things you said on this podcast where you were like it could be this and I'm like you're you're tuned in and tapped in which I think really just shows the level of expertise that you have from and your ability to attune to the person that you're working with like you're clearly not a beginner at this you're, you've been in doing this for 20 25 years so um you know that's that's also really big when you're looking to find a partner to work with so Thank you for being here. Everybody, I'll link all of Ellie's information underneath um, the podcast so you can check her out, connect with her. And uh, I'm sure you'll be back on here for more at some other point. Well, I love you so much, love. I'll talk to you soon, mm. yeah? Yes, absolutely. Thank Bye, you. Hey, hey, thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, 
leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast.